Hello, Truth Seekers. This is Claudette, your host, and we have another podcast this week that talks about divine protection. And I want to share with you a story, and I'm going to walk through the steps that I took to go from potential danger into just being fine. Because when we follow the voice of truth within, the eternal truth, when we've done our, a little bit of work and we've started to move out of ego into our higher self as one with God, we are guided and guarded. That is the protection. And we don't really actually believe it until we experience it on the inside. Everything that I share is about experiencing it on the inside. You can hear what I'm saying. You can even believe what I'm saying or think you do. But when you experience it, it is like this knowing that is in the core of your being. And that's what we're going for. Because head knowledge alone isn't enough. The brain cannot comprehend the mind of God. It wasn't built to. It never can. The ego can never be enough or match up to God. It pretends to be, but it's not all that. So what happened is I had planned a trip to California and I was super excited about it. I was going to see quite a few friends and some of my truth facilitators. I have many people in California that have studied truth and we were excited to see each other, share stories, and I love seeing how people are bringing truth into their jobs, into their coaching businesses, uh, whatever they're doing in life, into their families, and I love hearing stories of freedom. I was so excited that I was going to get to spend time with people in the Truth Tribe, right? But this nagging feeling was coming over me. Like it just kept coming back. It was really subtle, but it was an uneasiness. It didn't quite feel right. I was having a conversation with my mom and I was talking about the trip because I was going to be gone like three and a half weeks. And she said, you know what, Claudette? I just don't feel really good about it. And I went, you know, I've been feeling that too. It just doesn't, something's a little off. And so I need to go into truth about that. A couple of days went by. I kept kind of feeling it. I knew I could cancel my ticket. I have learned that it is better to cancel a trip than to not clear that feeling. Okay. So it's really important if you get this warning don't move forward unless truth helps you to clear it, okay? And so I was on the phone with my daughter a few days later, and I was like, I just don't feel quite right about going to California. And I said, let's go into truth together on this. It's a fun thing to do with someone, right? And so we both went into truth, and I got this belief that came up. I was like, what do I believe that is giving me this feeling? And this little squeaky voice inside of me, which is the voice I've given my ego. This is something we share and teach in the Truth Method app on the Truth Holder level. And we share how to create an avatar for your ego, give it a really whiny voice so you begin to recognize it. And so this whiny little voice came up and said, you're going to die. And I was like, huh, that's not 
truth. It's just not. Because truth is of the principle of life, not death. The ego actually operates under the principle of death, and our false identity is actually what must die for our truth for our true self to rise. That is the real identity. There's a part of the ego that we keep, and it is called the superego. It is the individualized part that gives us a personality. This is the mystery of we are all fractaled from universal spirit, yet we are one, and we come here to individualize. I started to get truth on the you're going to die comment that floated up from within my being. And my daughter also got truth. She was like, Mom, it's almost like you're going to get into an altercation with a homeless guy. And I was like, huh, that's weird. I mean, I was going to be in L.A., so it's not so far-fetched. And with the problem that we have with homelessness in America right now at the time of this recording, it's also not so far-fetched. And so I went, wow, I guess we need to figure this out. I started to ask truth. I said, okay, what is the truth about I am going to die? The first truth I received was a universal truth. No one takes my life. I lay it down when I choose. I pick it back up when I choose. Now this is spoken in the Bible. Please know that while I used to think the Bible was actually stupid, when I started studying the etymology of it, the teachings of it, tracing them back to older societies, I realized that it is a culmination of the best teachings on the evolution of your soul, if we have understanding of them. The way that the Bible is outlined, it's told in story form, in a literal sense, but there is an allegorical meaning. And when you begin to understand it, it makes so much sense. And so in the Bible, the Christ spoke of that. No one takes my life. I lay it down when I choose. I pick it back up when I choose. So that was the first truth. I said, Spirit of Truth, write that on my heart. When I heard done within my being, I knew the truth was written on my heart. I asked for more truth because I didn't have peace yet. I didn't feel clear about going. I still felt kind of hesitant. And so I said, what other truth do I need? And the truth that rose up in me was, I order your steps. This is truth saying this to me within my being. And when I say saying it, it's me perceiving this as a thought rising up within me. Truth said, I order your steps. You will be exactly where you need to be and you will be removed from where you do not need to be. And the minute this truth rose up in my being, I felt a release. It was just like that. It was like, peace, I'm going, it's all going to be okay. And before I hung up with my daughter, I told her the truth I got, and I removed the belief of you're going to die. It didn't even have a lot of power. This is a belief that I have dealt with over and over in different belief systems. It was a huge belief upon me coming into the world this lifetime. And so I wasn't surprised that that was just a little bit there. 
And so I decided to go. And next time I spoke with my mom, she's like, you know, I didn't even tell her. I just said, how do you feel about me going now? And she goes, you know what? It feels fine. It feels clear. It feels good. I went, okay, well, we're going. So I go to California. I start north, drive, um, you know, start driving south, do the girls' trip, the girls' weekend retreat. It was so amazing. And then, you know, I start seeing different friends because I'm like, I'm, you know, I've seen several friends and now I'm ready to see more. So I start bouncing around to different cities. I end up in Redondo Beach with one of my Truth Tribe members. She's actually a truth facilitator. And I'm staying at her house. We're having a blast. And she wants to take me out to dinner and meet her boyfriend, that type of thing. But first, she wanted to take me on the wharf so that I could see the wharf, look, you know, see the sights on the wharf and just get familiarized with Redondo Beach. And I was like, cool, let's go. And so we're walking around, we grab a drink and some fries, <laughs> you know. I don't eat them often, but hey, they were good. And we grab some uh, fries and a drink and afterwards we're heading across the wharf, getting ready to go back to the car. And she's like, no, wait a minute. I want to take you to go see mermaid jewelry. And I was like, mermaid jewelry? I'm like, that sounds so sweet, but I'm not going to wear mermaids. Like, I'm not a mermaid girl. And she goes, no, 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 no. It's pearls. They have cultured pearls, and you pick an oyster, and then you can get the pearl out. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I've never seen that before. never had done it. Let's do it. And so we go over and there's this guy that has owned this shop, this jewelry shop of pearls for probably 40, 50 years at least. And he's there and she goes, oh, I'm so excited he's here because this is the guy that owns it. I'm like, great. So I pick two oysters. I get a black pearl in one, which is rare, I found out. And then in the second oyster, I get three pink pearls. And... Carol, who was my truth facilitator, who was with me, she's like, you know what? I'm getting it for you um, because I appreciate what the truth has done for me. And I'm like, you don't have to do that, but I do receive it. When we receive something, it allows the person to be a giver and to be blessed. You know, so I've learned that. I used to not be able to receive anything. I would say, no, 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 never mind. It's okay. And I always wanted to be the giver, but that's not fair. And so he then explains that there are stainless steel settings and we can pick a setting. And I went, oh. And so we go around and I pick a couple of stainless steel settings and a, a stainless steel chain, you know, nothing expensive, but really pretty. And then he looks at me and he goes, you know what? It's going to be 20 minutes to set this jewelry. And I was like, okay, that's not a problem. I had started looking at the other pearls just to kind of see what his jewelry cost and what the quality was and that type of thing. And he had some really nice pieces. And I'm looking at one, it's like $12,000 in the case, you know, so I'm, I'm just glancing at it. And I said, oh, you know, we can stay, right, Carol? And she's like, yeah, all of a sudden I get this urge. I have to go to the bathroom. It is like, it's not even negotiable. It's not, oh, I need to go to the bathroom soon. No, it's like, I need to go to the bathroom now. 
And I'm like, oh no, you know, and I look at both of them and go, I'm so sorry, excuse me, what's the nearest restroom? Where's the nearest restroom? And he said, well, we have a public one, but there's some restaurants. And she goes, we're not doing the public one because it's nasty. There's a lot of homeless people that go in there. And I was like, okay. And so she said, let's go to Tony's Bar because Tony's restaurant is one of the places that have been here forever. It's iconic. And there's a bar with a 360 degree viewpoint. I was like, great. So we go up to the bar, we order a drink. I don't drink a lot, but I'll have a drink here and there. And we ordered a drink and the view was amazing. At that point in time, I'm like, I really have to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. So I come back and um, we drink our drink. We're talking to a couple people at the bar. And it's, you know, it's kind of fun. It's just a fun time. And then all of a sudden, as we finish our drink, I'm like, oh, we need to get back to the jeweler because he said 20 minutes and it's like 35 now, right? And I wasn't sure when he closed. It was starting to get later. So we pay the tab and, you know, head back down and walk over to him. And he is not right. Like he's very disturbed, agitated, and he's going, it'll just be five more minutes. He's trying to work on my setting. And Carol had actually got three pearls too, which is really cool. And we both did like the same setting where you set the three pearls in circles. And he was still trying to work on it. And I said, well, we can come back tomorrow. He goes, no, 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 five more minutes, five more minutes. And then all of a sudden I just pause. And it's like, truth is like, ask him what happened. And I go, you know, what happened? And he goes, I was robbed. He goes, I just got robbed. He goes, these homeless people just run in and grab these young kids and they just come in and they rob stuff. And he goes, there were other people in here and it was all kinds of commotion and it could have been really bad. And I just stopped in my tracks. I knew that I had been saved from being involved in that event. I knew it because if I would have been in there, there, I mean, obviously I would have reacted in a way that would have been detrimental, right? And I was just like, and this knowing just came over me. And truth was like, I place you where you need to be and I remove you from where you do not need to be. And, you know, I probably would have flipped the guy and then there would have been this big fight. It just wouldn't have been good. It wouldn't have been good. And I was just, I felt this sense of relief wash over me. But I still had a guy that robbed and I still had a store owner who was sitting in front of me going, I always get robbed. I always get robbed. And I looked at him and I said, you won't anymore. And I know that's a bold statement. I know it and I said it because I felt led to say it. I felt truth tell me to say it. And so I said it. And we ended up picking up everything the next day because we had to go to dinner. We were starting to run late at this point. And as we were walking out, you know, we told him to have a good night. And Carol and I were talking about this. And I look at her and I said, truth gave me a holy shit, literally. And we just started laughing because, you know, I was like, 
let me tell you what happened. You know, and I told her about how I had gotten I'm going to die, and then I had gotten your steps are ordered. My daughter had gotten that I would have an altercation with a homeless person. It would be detrimental. And boom, truth had just taken care of it. Had I not gone into truth and cleared it with truth, I probably wouldn't have gone to California because if I had, and, and you know what? There's a time when I did not listen to the guidance. I would 60 to 70% of the time, maybe 80% of the time, and then the other 20% of the time, I wouldn't listen, and I always regretted it. Like some bad stuff went down because I did not listen to the guidance. And there was one last time in 2019, July 4th, 2019, where I, I didn't listen to the guidance, and it was just a shit show. And something in me broke. I was like, and it broke for good. It was like the control of my ego, the, the thing that makes me resist the guidance kind of gave in at that point because I had to get out of a mess because I ended up being with someone I should not be with, going somewhere I should not go. I mean, I went to a bar, but I was warned not to go. A whole series of events happened. And I was like, this is why you told me not to do this, right? And it just, it broke my control of the ego over me, actually. And from then on, I've canceled some trips, right? If I can't get it clear, I just don't go. Nothing is worse than, you know, not following the guidance and ending up in a bad situation and having to get out of it or worse, you're gone, you're dead because you didn't follow the guidance. Now, here's the trick of the ego. The ego will make us feel guilty and um, shameful because we don't follow the guidance and then criticize us and say, why didn't you follow the guidance? You know, why is this so hard for you? Why can't you get it? What's wrong with you type things? This is the talk of the ego. It is actually not your higher self at all. And, but, you know, as we practice truth, these voices go quieter and quieter until they are gone because the truth sets you free and the truth protects you. So because I followed the guidance, I was protected and I could continue on my trip and enjoy it. I ended up going to three other cities or four at that point after that event. I had another two weeks or week and a half in California and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And there's a confidence that rose in me like none before that I know my steps are ordered. I believe it. And if I believe it, it is so. And that is just how creation works. I believe it and it is so. My advice to you is if you get a little nudge, you get a little warning, pause, pay attention to it. And then start to say, what do I believe that is causing this? Many people think that your intuition rises up and it's a warning, and it is, but they don't understand creation. That warning is coming to you based on your current set of beliefs and what will happen in that event. My current set of beliefs, I'm going to die, would have put me in an encounter with a homeless person, with a homeless person. And this would not have been good, but let me share with you what I did after. And this is what the truth revealed to me, and it's just so beautiful.
The truth said, if you operate in third dimension in good and evil, you're operating in the belief that there's good, there's evil, and that's another podcast in the future. But just go with this for now. If you do that, then you are limited to all of the third dimensional laws of good and evil and the 3D world. You're limited to that. And so the only choice I would have had at that point was if I encountered the homeless person, I would have had to react or do something, right? And so the results would have been what whatever was detrimental. But guess what? When we start following truth, we're operating from the kingdom of heaven within. We're not operating in the 3D. And so the better way, the higher way, the higher way is to allow truth to guide you, not be in that situation. But the situation crossed my consciousness. It's like I was told about it. So now what do I do? Well, Carol and I later that evening or the next day, I'm not sure, sat down. We went into the silence, the stillness, and we went into truth, following the truth method and following what we call revision. And we worked on the heart of the person that stole the jewelry and we brought truth into his heart and we worked on the heart of the shop owner to remove the fear and the projection of future robberies. And we did it until we felt the release in truth. And once we did that, we felt the release. We had an incredible peace watch. Once we did it, we felt the release. We had an incredible peace wash over us. It was amazing. And that is the higher way, not to confront the robber physically, but to confront his soul with the divine plan. God in me speaking to God in him. And that is the higher way. The God in me spoke to the God in the shop owner. And started to bring truth in to remove the fear that he was in because as long as he believes this is what they do, they come in, they grab stuff, the homeless people, whatever, it's going to continue to happen. If he fears it, the very thing he fears will come upon him. We have to get smart about creation and seek understanding so that we're not, you know, screwing ourselves over basically with the thoughts that we have. So when you follow truth, when you practice it to the point that you know and can discern between truth and ego, you know what universal law is. And this is what we teach at the truth holder level in the app. The truth mastery level takes it even up another notch of mastering the third dimensional realm. But when we do this, we begin to understand creation, the divine plan, our purpose, and we begin to fall back in love with people and the world. We don't have to escape anything. And you know what? We're not walking around talking about how evil it is. We know that God is working behind the scenes in all areas. And we start to have an understanding of that. And life becomes beautiful. I hope you have a good week.